check, check, check. And we're up and running. And so, hey, welcome to Spokane, Washington and yeah. to the Trail of Fire. And so um, this is uh, our first roadcast that we've done live. Our first opportunity to really be able to do that. Yeah. And so um, give a few moments here for people to be able to jump hey, on. we've got tweets so far. There you go. Yeah. And so welcome aboard the roadcast. And so this is a live kind of like discussion. Here's the deal. Jenna and I, we've now in the family, we started this journey in January. And so here we are now getting ready to head into June. 20 states in we're missing a lot of friends and family and so this is kind of like let's just sit down with a cup of coffee and let's just have a conversation so jenna's going to be catching checking the live stream um and comments there on facebook so if you got questions some of you guys have been so kind to send a few more in and so kind of like this is what's been happening here on the road um and on the trail of fire yeah. and so um babe it's awesome to have you <laughs> <Thanks>. <laughs> And so also those of you that have tuned in, so feel free to be able to drop comments and stuff in the in the section below. And so uh, just kind of like a real quick catch up. And you're going to need to turn that down, Lenders, because oh, I can hear you. I'm sorry. Um, it's all good. We're, we're, we're learning. We're learning. We're here at a family church in Spokane, Washington. We'll be here this upcoming weekend um, and then all the way through Wednesday. And uh, looking forward, Pastor Vince Schott and Jody Ann. And uh, it seemed like a tremendous church just from what we've been able to see. Got a lot of expectation. Um coming up into this they have just blitzed the area yeah like 2500 2500 mailers out and um and so uh, in a moment i might pan the camera we're in a gorgeous location trees river <laughs> every now and then a deer um and they, a turkey that turkey and they tell me if there's even moose <laughs> so i've seen them yet but yeah and so um really 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 looking forward to that and so um so babe, this couple people shot a few questions in our direction. Yeah. So we so, have one live right now. Yeah. Yeah, from Mary Jones. She says, Hey Pastor Daniel, are you going to come to camp this year with a four square Clinton, Indiana? Oh man. Um, I haven't been invited yet. <laughs> but we are gonna be through Indiana right about in that in August. Yeah, we'll be there in August. So that's probably later than camp. But anyway. Um, yeah. yeah, but we are looking forward to being we're gonna be in uh, Delphi. Um, and then also uh, right on the border, uh, I can't remember where, but uh, the schedule's all up on the website at trellofire.org and um, danielknorris.com. Yeah. Okay, so we've got quite a few viewers. Okay. Awesome. So Welcome Jay, aboard. Jay Sloan is on. Hi, Jay. What's up, Jay? And he asked a question yesterday. He says, we're praying for your safety on the road. Please tell us, do you miss a stick and brick home or do you prefer the RV life? I think that's a great question it for is? you. Oh, that's a good question. No, and, and also a great question um, for it those. Is. Uh, yeah, we've we've learned this in the whole RV terminology. Sticks and bricks home is what they call the homes that all you guys are in. And then, um, as my kids like to say, this is our house on wheels. Yeah. <laughs> and so uh, this is Blaze right behind us. So you see Blaze um, there in the background. And so, what do you think, babe? Um, you know what? It's a different kind of life. It's not one that I thought that I would ever be living for right now. And um, I do, I do miss having a stick and brick home because of the space and my kitchen. I really miss my kitchen a lot um, because anytime I try to do anything here, I have no countertop space to prep anything to try to actually cook a meal. So it's it's difficult, and that's what I really like to do. So yes, I do. But I also love the RV life. Um, we're all together all the time, which may seem like we pull out our hair but we really don't <laughs> I mean we have days but that's just that's life and so but no we're really enjoying um, being on the road and being together so I don't know what more you could ask for I think that really is kind of the neat thing about what we've done is you know last year 
Um, I traveled nearly every single weekend out of the out of the year, and you know, every Saturday night, you know, Friday night or somewhere in there, I would tuck the kids to bed and uh, kiss them goodnight, and then tell them I'd see them in a couple days. And more times than not, Rayo would say, "Dad, do you have to go?" Um, it was hard on her and hard on the family, and so. What's been really neat about this is that we've been able to do this as a family. And you know, to be able to do ministry together on a weekend, see the power of God move and so many lives touched and changed. We've seen so many phenomenal testimonies and miracles. My family's getting to see that. And there is no substitute for that. Yeah. Um, and then alongside that, uh, then on those breaks, because we don't have to travel to get back home, this is home. And so we've got a lot of time also to be able to enjoy the areas that we're at. And so we've been able to take the kids to like some national parks. My favorite so far, Olympic National Park. Wow. If you haven't seen the pictures, they're on the website and it is Amazing. insane. It is. It is. So there's a trade-off. You know, this has been a wild adventure. And so do we miss the home? Yes. There are times that I would love to get away in my office. <laughs> and that's just being real. Yeah. You know, but at the same time, also getting away is getting outside and enjoying this. And so um, I would say the tra trade-off has been worth it, totally worth it. Yep. On the same kind of note, um, Lisa Lee, I don't know if you're watching now, but she asked about how, where do we put all of our clothes and how do we store the kids' toys and everything like that. And so, and then Jana asked, how are the kids doing um, with the adjustment and everything? So um, with that question... When we were first looking for a coach, um, storage was a big deal to me because I wanted our kids to be able to feel like they had their own space, even though Ray sleeps in the dining room table and <laughs> that folds out into a bed and the, the boys sleep on the couch that folds out into a bed. So they nobody has their really their own space. But it was important to me that we could bring things from home to help them make them feel like they were at home. And so um, we have a large storage underneath the coach that allows us to store in in um, big plastic bins their toys and things that we'll pull out and let them play and then put them back underneath to store and then the kids are doing great Janet um, uh, I was I was concerned about that but um, they have done so well they 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 have they love being on the road and um, going on a new adventure almost really on a sometimes on a, daily but certainly mostly weekly basis. on a weekly basis it is and it's an adventure yeah. and it's so neat to be able to share that with them and uh, Caden is constantly asking, when, when, no matter where we're at, when can I get back to Blaze? He, you know, he, he loves it. The only time so far that he's been like, I don't want to leave, was when we were in Maui. Yes. We get to Maui, and he's like, the moment we set foot on the beach, he's like, I'm not leaving. This is it, <laughs> Dad. I am staying. <laughs> Even to this day, I'll ask him, where's your favorite place? But he goes, uh, Maui. Yeah. I really like Maui. Yeah, so to our friends at God's House and Chris Miyake and um, <laughs> Stacy, wow, you made such an impression on the family. They love we it, did. so we got to get back. Yep, absolutely. Um, John Gagney, he's all the way in the New England area. Dude, John, what's yeah. up, dude? I love you. John was a roommate of mine at BRSM for a little while. Yep. And so um, we're expecting to be up in there, bro. We're going to make that work. <laughs> so he's asking, though, he goes, what happens after you've been to every state? That is a great question. It is. Um, I have called this our year of reconnaissance. Um, you know, this, this coincided with the book. So when we wrote Trail of Fire, um, you know, that told 10 stories of 10 past moves of God. And we thought it would be neat to be able to visit those locations and share the stories from those spots. And so that's a lot of the reason behind this, to be able to introduce more churches and more places to the book, which really the book is a call to prayer. And so... 
you know, on that side of things, it's been very successful this year of us being able to just get that out there and get the message. In fact, I called Charisma just the other day to order some more books, and they were all sold out. And so that's a good and bad problem at the same time. Uh, but at the same time, also, this wasn't about what God did. It's about what he's doing. And so we wanted to answer the question, God, what are you doing across America? Um, I don't know what he's doing in Washington. But now we've come up here and we're getting an idea that we're able to actually spend some time. You know, whenever you fly in and fly out, there's really not enough time to spend time and get to know the culture and get to know the people. And so we really want to know, God, what are you doing across America? And so we're learning. Uh, the videos that we've posted, a lot of that isn't just to be able to share the adventure, but also to capture it so that we've kind of like got this just dialogue of uh, the churches that we've been with, the things that we've learned, the things that we've seen. And so it is. It's a year of reconnaissance. Um, what comes after this, I'm not certain, but I do think that uh, there's going to be a handful of areas that God's laying on our heart to be able just to pour ourselves into and to be able to move the ball strategically to see awakening come to regions. And so there may be something that happens here in the Northwest, and so we come back constantly. Uh, maybe something in New England, and we come back constantly. Obviously, the, the heartland there at in Dallas uh, there's something happening there, and so we want to pour into that. And so we want to pick a handful of places and just begin to strategically hit it because it's not about coming in, flashing the pan, do one service, and get out. I really do burn to see communities, churches, cities awakened. What we've been doing is not working. You know, the way we've been doing things does not work. And so what I keep going back to is Charles Finney and the Second Great Awakening, when he came into Rochester, New York, and flipped that city upside down, the stories of Rochester are unbelievable. I mean, bars shut down, um, the jails emptied out, the courts had nothing to do, they fired policemen because the crime rate had dipped so low. Today, you can go to Rochester, New York, and it's marked by what happened during that move of God. That didn't happen by accident. It was strategic. There was a lot of prayer, there's a lot of groundwork that went into it, and so that's what I'm beginning to pray and say in 2018, 19, 20, how do we strategically begin to hit these areas? And so right now we're learning, it's reconnaissance, and then in those upcoming years, it's which ones do we begin to inundate and see the power of God begin to move, because this is our part. God's doing things across the nation, we've got a part to play in that, and so what we feel we're supposed to do is learn and then attack. Yeah. And we've been able, you know, we have been able to work with amazing churches and ministries across the 1920 states that we've been in and uh, we maintain contact with those pastors and um, you know whether we just they're on our hearts and we're praying for them we just you know pick up the phone and call or text and just see how they're doing or they call us with great reports yep. that's of things that's been taking place since since um, our time with them and so it's been really neat it's been really neat yep. I think you should share a story about um, maybe in California right no no just a couple weeks ago and when we were in um, Centralia the testimony that came out of the young man. That, okay. Or any um, testimony. Well, no, but that, that one specifically, uh, that, and that just happened in the last week. We were in Centralia with Rick and Debbie. Um, yep. and, and Rick is watching. Pastor Rick's watching. What's up, Pastor Rick? We love you guys. Um, and I think it was uh, Monday night or Tuesday night. There was a young man that had come, and uh, he was sitting on the second row, black hoodie, you know, all hiding in the middle of the service. He, had, he was brought there by a pastor. You could tell that he's trying to come clean from some things um, because he was he was jittery. Uh, you know, he had all those signs of somebody who's just who's, who's withdrawing and was desperately in need of his next fix. And so uh, he came to the altar for prayer time and for salvation. And because I, I didn't feel like he was totally receptive, I asked him the question. I said, you know, are, do you, are you here because you want to be here? Someone asked you to come. And so they asked me to come. 
And so I said, well, how about we do something? I said, you've been hiding all night. You've been, and even this hoodie, I said, you're hiding in the hoodie um, because you feel comfortable. You get it pulled up over you. I said, I want to ask you, make a decision. I said, would you be willing to take that off and come out of hiding? And at first he shook his head no, which told me I had, I'd put my finger on something. And, uh, you know, and so I asked him, I said, just ask, you know, you don't have to, but I'm just telling you as an, as an act, as a, as a declaration, I said, take that. And so he did. He took off the hoodie. We threw it on the altar and I prayed for him. And honestly, that night, I didn't think anything significant had happened to him. I've seen the power of God come and just transform a person in a moment right there at the altar this year, which has been unbelievable, breathtaking. That didn't happen here. Um, but uh, two days later, Pastor Rick, as we're talking, I'm just asking him a little bit about what's going on, you know, in testimonies. He shares with me, he said, by the way, the young man, he said, the pastor says that he has not left the church and that he is coming to life. He's like a completely different person. You know, and so he did. He came out of hiding. We even got an email into... from from the lady that said, you know, he's 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 cut his hair. He's going to go get a you know working working on getting a job. job yeah, interview. and that's what that's what you want to see. And and take he's taken off the black hoodie, and you know, and so that's just neat. You know, to put that old self down and, and to walk in the newness of what yeah your life. Is and for those Christ. watching, we're not we're not negative to black hoodies. It just oh, yeah. it was what he was wearing at the moment that he was hiding <laughs> yeah. with. Um, you know, and so that became a it became a prophetic act. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't have any other questions at the moment, so you'll have to ask questions. Yeah. Because this is live Q&A. Well, so there's a few that were sent. Um, someone asked about what? What are we doing with all the kids' stuff? And, or did you answer that one? I did answer that one. Okay. Um, <laughs> today, Rick Todd Duvall, uh -huh. as we were talking on the phone, he asked this question. He wanted to know, he said, is there a chance that this is longer than a year. Because we this, this is what we said. We said we would do this for a year and then we'd see what comes next. And so I'm gonna let Jenna answer that one. You're gonna let me? Yeah, what it? do you think? Is there a chance that this, this is longer than a year? Who knows? Um, I don't know. I, I really don't know how to answer the question to be very honest. Um, I know that the, what, the work that we're doing is gonna continue. I don't know if it means that we are in an RV full time for another year. If that's the Lord's will, then that's what we'll do, um, but I don't. I don't know 100 percent if we're going to be. I don't know. You answer the question. <laughs> I put her on the spot um, because you can imagine it's to to ask your family to walk away from what's stable and what's certain. You know, your own room, your own everything, and then come and do something like this is, is pretty extreme. Um, I'm not at that extreme, but you know, it's not. But it is. You know, it's it is a sacrifice in some ways, and so um, you know, we've always come into it with this is a year, which kind of gives it an endpoint, which makes it a little easier. But along the way, we've also been very much mindful that who knows what God has in mind. Um, you know, I can see how there's a lot of benefit in what we're doing. We've been able to be such a tremendous blessing to churches. We come to churches and we don't ask anything. Uh, you know. We don't cost them anything. It's not like you've got to pay for hotels and transportation. It typically costs us somewhere like $75 to $100 to make it from location to location. And so the travel costs are next to nothing. We cover that. We don't ask anything of the church. And so we're there truly to be a blessing. And in so many ways, what I feel like we're doing is we're rewriting the way that an evangelistic ministry can work with the church and not be a burden. We understand the church is not there to build our ministry. We're there to build the church. We're there to be a blessing to the church. And we trust that in that process, God's going to take care of us, and He has. And so, 
Um, it really has been a tremendous blessing. There's so many things I love about it. I hate flying. <laughs> hate flying. I was, uh, uh, had to fly to Tampa this past weekend, and I haven't told Jenna this. She's going to learn this now. <laughs> but, and these are just reminders of why I hate that, that try. There's a time that I used to think that would be amazing to jet settle over the place, and then 9-11 happened in TSA, and flying's no longer fun at all. And so um, I'm at the Orlando airport. I had woke up at 3.30 in the morning to get to the airport to get back here and to catch the flight. And so I come into Orlando. It's 5 o'clock in the morning. I forgot to take my wallet out of my back pocket, and so that obviously triggers the alarm. And they don't let you go back through. They have to do the full rub down. And so, you know, it's just great. That's just, yeah, you know. And so it's those moments and then just the grogginess and the, just, the, you know, getting through the airport. I'm like, this is awesome. And so... <laughs> In our gotta, own bed every night. Our own bed every night. So I'm trying to, this, here's, here's the deal secretly. I'm trying to figure out how to talk her into, maybe we should do this just a little bit longer. And so, yes, Todd, there's, there's a chance. Um, the door's open. But the deal is, is that Jenna's always been the one who's really made this happen. You remember whenever I told you about it, right? I do. I do. Yeah, I jumped on board immediately. So it's what I. That's what I could see, and I said, until you tell me otherwise, that's that's what I'm, that's what's in my mind to do. So it's been cool. It has. It's been so cool. Uh, okay, Dana, the kids are doing great. I answered that um, a little bit earlier in the broadcast. In Levi fact, says, they're inside right now. You don't hear them. That's how great they're doing. <laughs> we Levi says, park it in Dallas. Uh, John wants to know, is there another book coming after after this one, Post Trail of Fire? Definitely. 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 I don't know what it'll be. I don't know what there is another book coming. He's an amazing writer. If you haven't picked up the book, you should pick it up. Or either one of them, Receptivity or Trail of Fire. We're out of both. <laughs> <laughs> we just we just ordered just ordered uh, some of the Receptivity to get it back up here. And then Trail of Fire, we're out of. Uh, I'm praying that we can get some quick. Um, let's see. Bonnie wants to know if we've replaced the fridge. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you... <laughs> She would have to bring up. How did she know about that? She must. She's connected. She's read my blog. She's read your blog. <laughs> oh, Bonnie. By the way, Jenna, amazing writer as well. Um, if you're not following along on the Trail of Fire site, you should be, especially on her stuff. Her stuff. It's so good. God TV picked it up, and they've put her blog up there on God TV, and so that's really neat, too. Um, have we replaced the fridge yet? The answer is no. <laughs> <laughs> so we have um, been living out of a large red igloo cooler. Yes. That we refill with ice. Okay. Like so, every yeah. day. Listen, I'm cracking. <laughs> the refrigerator stopped working in Texas. <laughs> and it was like Texas, we had to bang, 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 get to California. Mm -hmm. And so when we got to California, we had two weeks. I'm thinking this is great. We've got an opportunity to be able to get the refrigerator fixed. And so we come to um, uh, Living Word there and... Uh, um, they had a suite, which was great, so we were able to like move the family into the suite, and we found an RV place nearby, and uh, we took it there for it to get fixed, and so they thought they identified the problem, um, charged me enough to fix the problem, <laughs> and didn't fix the problem. And so now I'm kind of like, you know, we, then it was quick, 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 quick to get all the way up here, so now this is the next opportunity that we had to try and address it and fix it. And uh, um, I called Camping World. They put in a work order. It's supposed to call me about when and I haven't heard back from them. And so in the meantime, we're spending a fortune on ice. bags of ice. <laughs> My word. I remember when ice was like 99 cents a bag. Yeah. It's like 250 3 bucks. And I'm like, we're 
I'm going to buy a refrigerator here sooner or later <laughs> with the amount of ice that we're buying. And so uh, <laughs> I saw those little countertop ice makers. True story. At Walmart. And I'm thinking, Jenna had a, had a gift like rebate thing that she's been doing so we had 40 bucks to spend and so they were like $80 so I'm thinking $40 for countertop ice makers this is great but that would pay for itself in a couple weeks and uh well and it says that it's a it holds it's it makes 26 pounds it says 26 pounds of ice a day okay and so I'm thinking this is great you know I'm buying Two, three pounds of ice. It's just 26 pounds of ice in a day. No, we're buying 20 pounds of ice because two bags. One okay. bag is 10 pounds, so it's yeah. 20 pounds of ice. Yeah, something is buying. huge, huge. <laughs> I'm laughing because it spits out like six ice cubes every five minutes. It's awesome. It is. We have this little basket like this, and it's about that deep, <laughs> and so it fills up and we, we pour it into the cooler. It's awesome. <laughs> Life on the road, guys. Come on. We're Who making it work. Join us? <laughs> We're making it work. The sacrifices. Oh, <laughs> the sacrifices. And so, still trying to figure out what to do in the refrigerator. <laughs> I know it's not cheap. Um, if, if the last fix didn't fix it, then the next one ain't, ain't cheap at all. And so now it's like, do we just replace the refrigerator, um, or do we do we put a new cooling unit in it? And uh, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> life on the road. Hey, it's fun. You call it your rolling hobby. Yes. Because there's always some little thing you have to like repair. Nothing. I mean, this is probably the most major thing we've ever we've had to do. That would be the most major. The yeah. toilet was fun. And I, we, that was the first thing. The first thing that broke <laughs> on it was the toilet. Um, it. Uh, okay, so we're just sharing stories as people are asking questions. <laughs> this was just a, this was a great break in. The toilet broke like two weeks in, and uh, the way a toilet works on an RV is. It doesn't flush. It's just a it's hole. Like, well, think about an airplane. Yeah, but an airplane like sucks stuff down. I mean, this is just okay. a hole into All a right. tank. Well, they don't need to know details. Okay, so yeah. and uh, <laughs> the little flap that opens to let stuff drop, you know, broke, broke and it was, was smelly and stayed weird. open. So we just had to replace it. So it had to be replaced. Long story short. And so I, I walked into Camping World, and they're like, "Here's the part. The part was like seventeen dollars, but a new toilet was like two hundred bucks." And, uh, and easy to replace. One required just removing four bolts and putting the toilet on top of it, and it took 15 minutes. The other required removing the toilet and tearing it to pieces and getting all into it. And I'm like, yeah, give me give me the whole brand new toilet. And so anyway, we replaced that one. But that's it, the <laughs> toilet and the refrigerator. So not bad. Uh, so. <laughs> what's your favorite fast food? In and out. In and out. Really? Yeah. Okay, I would say Chick Fil A. Okay, well, yeah, Chick Fil A is there, but if but, I, we in when we were in uh, Fresno, yes, we found the perfect corner. Literally, there was a sign <laughs> that had In and Out to the left, Chick Fil A to the right. Yep, the drive-through lines, like you had to choose. It when was you got fast there. food heaven, <laughs> and so you know, uh, both both amazing companies. You walk into Chick Fil A and you hear Christian music playing. You walk into In and Out and you've got scripture on all your food. Yep. So those are my two favorites. Uh, if I'm if I'm at In and Out, it's got to be just like the, the standard combo, yeah. um, you know. And every now and then finish that off with a shake at at Chick Fil A. It's a number one, no pickles. And a sweet. Yes, but we've done a lot of fast food joints uh, today. McDonald's, not a fan, never a fan. I don't care what they what they dress that burger up with. It's just not good. <laughs> we do it for the kids. We do. We do it for the kids. Yes. Yes. All the sacrifices. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. 
Okay. All right, we need some more questions. That's it. We How have 43 viewers. Dude, thank you. Yeah, that's no, this amazing. Is, this is like hanging out. I wish there was a fire and we were roasting marshmallows. You had a cup of coffee and you were joined along with us. Yes, and, and we that could we sing could, Kumbaya. And that we could sing Kumbaya. <laughs> Probably not, but we could. I had an idea, and I'll drop this one on Jenna too. I could see doing this next year with another motor coach behind us and maybe four or five people that, you know, uh, interns or whatever that would just love like life on the road. And I think it hint, would be hint. fun. I, would, I think it would be fun to go state by state, get to see a lot of amazing things, touch a lot of amazing people, and uh, in the process, just have fun. And uh, that, would be, that would be a blast. That would be, that would, and, and I think that that would make almost life on the road a little bit easier. Yeah. Um, just well, because, you're doing it as, as a clan. Yeah, and that, I, mean, that's who, I mean, that's who we are. You know, we're very relationship-oriented people, and so, when we're out being able to meet new people and meet have build new relationships it's awesome but then you have to leave those people and you know continue yeah. going but to have like yeah. a whole clan that you just kind of hang out and do yeah. life with so I'm thinking I mean, that'd be great another bus right behind us you I know, think I could do that you know I, I think that'd be a <laughs> I, that'd be a neat little uh yes um, trail of fire caravan that's right yes. yeah we just announced the gypsy tour <laughs> <laughs> We're just going to stack them up, motor coach. We're going to roll into we're going to roll into cities and um, throw up a tent, and it's it's going to be it's going to be epic. <laughs> okay, so someone's asking Josh Newton. Yeah, Josh what's Newton? up, Josh? Dude, it's been so He's long. To know if we're Josh is from Chicago. way back, yeah, way back, way back to the warehouse like we were days. Young. Yes, I didn't know what I was doing. Josh, <laughs> forgive me. And seriously, I was young and inexperienced um, in our first job as a youth pastor. The church was. Um, desperate to put me in. I've been doing ministry in Chicago means the world to me. Um, we are coming up into that area. We're in Illinois in the end of July. I think July the 31st. And so stay in touch with us. Um, I know that I'm going to be right there in the heart of Illinois. I know it's not quite close, but we're also going to be in Detroit. Um, weeks after that and so we got to be able to figure out how to make that connection happen and I got a lot of friends in, in Chicago okay um okay two questions here oh Ty Mon Yvonne hi Ty dude they're full-time RVers too park model RV, RVs no but, way yeah isn't that dude cool? you guys downsized and went tiny home <laughs> that's legit yeah no I do need pictures. to see pictures I want you to send them to me yes. right now post them post them below um, first off for those that don't know Ty Ty is the man I mean for one uh, he's, he could bench press my Ford Explorer. <laughs> yes, he's just he he's tough. So the idea of him fitting in a tiny home is <laughs> hilarious to me uh, because he's he's muscular. I mean, he's mm -hmm. just uh, anyway. Uh, so, what's he asking? Or is he just oh, saying he hello? Was, that, it was just hello. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that they're they're doing the RV. Although yeah. a park model home, that's kind of like you park it and then you move it from time to time. We're moving on a on a sometime. But it's still yeah. But, yeah. Okay. Dude, you should join the caravan. Just, just pull <laughs> right go. behind us. Okay, Ben and Allie. Hi, we'll see you guys in July. Um, ben wants to know what's been the highlight while visiting churches and with family time. Awesome. And I'm, I'm thrilled that, Ben, I love you for asking that question. We are looking forward to being with you guys in Iowa. For those oh, that's right, that are, sorry. Yeah, no, for those that are watching, Ben and Allie just came up to Iowa um, as the youth pastors for David Woodcock at New Journey Church um, in Knoxville, Iowa. We'll be there in july yes middle of july my birthday actually hint hint um and this is what's neat is i was in medill oklahoma mm -hmm. and 
on that Sunday, there was a family that had come down for a wedding and they said that they were from Iowa. And so they, they were so blown away by what happened Sunday morning that they came back Sunday night. They, they delayed their trip to go back to Iowa. So I hear you guys are in Iowa. And they said, yeah. I said, I'm going to be in Iowa in July. And uh, they asked, where are you coming to in Iowa? I said, well, it's uh, Knoxville. And they're like, we're from Knoxville. And I'm, I'm like, man, what church? And they're like, you know, I couldn't remember the name of the church. I said, but it's David Woodcock. So I said, that's our church. <laughs> and so uh, what was neat was um, I told them, I said, here's the deal. I'm praying for you guys and sending you a seed into Iowa. They got wrecked. Yes. And uh, I, I talked to Pastor David a couple of times since then. He said, these guys are on fire. I mean, you want to talk about, I, there's something brewing in Iowa. Yes. And I cannot wait to get yeah. there. And so that was just a neat little God connection. We've seen those happen all along the way. Um, one of our favorite church experience so far and what we've seen, so many. Uh, the first one that comes to mind was when we were in Demopolis with Eric and Angela Johnson. Um, there was an entire row of people that were there and it, they were near the back. It was a Wednesday night, so not a big crowd, but um, that, that row did not like me. <laughs> they did not like me. There was a scrowl on their face like, you know, I'm not interested in anything you got to say. And uh, uh, by the end of the service, um, the first one to answer the altar call was the one with the biggest scrowl. She came down and then the other came down and then the whole row. And the moment they all knelt down together, the power of God just came down. They all started weeping like that. I mean, without looking, at it, they just all began weeping. It was, a, it was just a, a gusher of tears. And God radically touched them. I mean, it was a, it was the most amazing turnaround I've ever witnessed in just a matter of seconds. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was dramatic. It was. It was. And so was that was powerful. a really cool moment. I mean, we've seen that happen. We were in um, uh, 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 California at um, at Living Word, and um, as we were just just the power of God, you know, just just came down. And Pastor Mark Wallace. Um, it was phenomenal. He comes up to me in the last night. There's a gentleman who's, you know, um, there in the altar. And he's like, you know, that, that guy was at the end of his life. I mean, he was done. And there he is with tears streaming down his face. Another individual who had walked away from the Lord um, a year ago and was completely living the prodigal lifestyle <clears throat> came to the altar and with tears streaming down his face, gave his heart back to the Lord, wrapped his arms around me, you know, bought the book, wanted it signed. You know, and so just watching, that's always been our deal. That's our DNA is seeing people come back to Jesus. And uh, we've gotten to see that, to see, to show it to the family has been awesome. Yeah. Has it been a church moment that, that stood out to you? Um, <clears throat> I, the one, okay, yes. And it was when we were in, um, I'm going to cry. I don't want to do that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Now, when we were in um, at the burn yeah. with um, Jojo and Autumn Dawson, um, Caden, he was in service with us, and um, he kept going, Mom, 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 I want to preach. I'm like, okay, bud. He's like, no, I want to preach right now. And I'm like, oh, okay, bud, just, you know, just calm down. And, and I was like, I, I, I said, um, let daddy preach for right now but why don't you ask Jesus you know what would you say you know if 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 you were able to preach right on he says that everybody has to get on the trail of fire you know and just to hear that from my five-year-old son was just cool so yeah 
And those moments have been so neat. We're having conversations with the kids we didn't have a year ago. <clears throat> having conversations at night when we're tucking them to bed. And uh, I've gotten to tuck my kids in every single night this year except for a couple. And that yeah. didn't happen the years before. And so, wow. Um, and the conversations we've gotten to have, they've grown spiritually. And it's good. It's, it's great. really good. I feel a little bit of Washington getting on me. <laughs> Good. <laughs> on that, you know, you mentioned tucking the kids in at night. Um, my roommate from BRSM, Amanda. What's Hi, up, Amanda? Amanda? How are you? I love you. I, I hope I get to see you when I'm in Michigan in September. Um, she says, how do the kids, you know, do the bedtime in the RV, and do we have to go to bed at the same time? And um, it just... That's our only time alone. <laughs> that's it. That's our only, that's our only time alone. It is. Oh, we catch up on our little shows that we watch. But um, uh, the kids do great. It depends on really the night of the it week does. and what depends we've been doing. Depends on how doing. tired they are. Um, it depends on if we've had service that night. Because if we've had service, um, I don't. I don't. Generally, I don't duck out like it. Okay, we got to go. It's it's eight eight thirty. You got school tomorrow. Um, with Raya's school, she has to log in a little bit later, <clears throat> except for when we're on Pacific time because it is earlier here. But. Um, uh, we stay and the kids stay and I let them, you know, I let them stay and they make friends and everything. And so they're pretty, t they're generally pretty exhausted when we get them back to bed. So it's not a difficult thing. Um, they have their, you know, the bedroom routine of, they like to watch like a little program. So the boys will watch something. Ray and I will watch like the kids bake off or, um, MasterChef Junior together. And then generally we try to put the boys to bed first and then Ray stays up just a little bit later. And, um, and then they go to bed, and um, and they're all they're all doing really good. And um, yeah, and then once they go to bed, we shut the the door to the bathroom, and then shut the bathroom door to our room. Sorry, you almost got nailed by oh, a wow. bird. There's... <laughs> Sorry, it was really close to hitting your coffee cup. It almost got my coffee cup. too. Yeah, that's awesome. There's like a okay. hundred birds flying overhead, and one <laughs> one just um, dropped the who, who dropped the bomb. Dot com. Yeah, it was awesome. Live I TV. should have put the I should this awesome. put the shit out. This, yeah, you should have. Okay. Well, it's just so beautiful. It, okay, um, John Gagney, he's he's full of questions, which is awesome. He says, "Are there really pockets of revival, and do they resemble each other?" It seems the Lord is speaking the same message across the globe. Um, there's this is what I feel like God is doing right now. And that's probably a, a great a great place to kind of segue and to bring this to a a little bit of a close. Um, this is what I feel God is doing, is that by and large churches across America have gotten so caught into maintenance and the maintenance of the routine that breaking out of their system is becoming almost impossible and it's actually working against revival. And what I'm seeing is a, dis, a discomfort in the pew. Um, the, the way I've been termed is the bride is about to break out. She is she is frustrated um, about coming once a week to the show and to simply being entertained with an expectation that she just simply needs to show up, attend, and give her tithes. And uh, I know every church out there would say that's not what we expect, but whenever I just listen, our behavior bears out our belief. Not what you say, not what's written on the wall. I just watch. And when everything's about maintenance of the Sunday morning program 
and not genuinely imparting into the bride to make her fruitful so that she will then begin to go out and make a difference in the world, we've missed something. And so what I'm beginning to see happen, and it's happening out of necessity, is people are beginning to coalesce together and just say, we want to contend together. And they, they attend different churches, but they come together to pray together, to do outreach together. Some people are calling them revival hubs. Some people are calling them prayer rooms, but they are contending. Um, you know, some people may view that as, you know, a departure from the church system, but the people that I've met, they're very much respectful and they're very much still underneath their authority. They're just, they're just frustrated and they want to see the power of God move. And so they're beginning to contend. Um, and so this is what I believe. Steve used to teach this all the time. He says that God has favorites. You can look through scripture. He has favorites. You can find the times that there's just certain individuals that he puts his hand on. Um, and so you can find that God had his Moses. He had his Joshua. He had, you know, his, his Daniel. He had his, um, you know, uh, you just, you, you had the Paul. You had the, the Peter, the James, the John. You can always find these individuals that just had something special and unique on their life. The truth is any single one of us can find that spot with the Lord. The call goes out to all few answer it. And I believe that's true for the individual, and I believe it's true for the church. And so if a church would be willing to say, hey, this is all that we want, and we're all in. Everything is on the table. I believe that revival is fully available. He hasn't withdrawn it. I don't see in Scripture where he's you know, waiting for somebody to hit the magic moment or pray enough times for it to be able to descend. I believe that the outpouring is, is there. We just have to come out from the sheds that we've built and step into it. And so are there pockets of revival? My friend, the whole earth is filled with the glory of the Lord. The whole earth is filled. We're just blind to it. And it's time that we wake up to it and recognize that we can be moving into something right now and we no longer have to wait. There's a little woodchuck over there climbing on the, he's a big one too. That's so cool. Sorry, I got distracted. Squirrel. <laughs> um, okay, and then one more question. Um, Sorry, let me find it really quickly. This has been so this has been so good for People us. People saying they want us to do it again, which is good. This has been okay, so good for us. Okay, are you still sending rocks back to the rock altar, and how many have you sent? Yes, um, we've probably already sent, and I feel so sorry for Seneca Church of God uh, because I send them a box of rocks. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, I love Pastor Brian. Um, and uh, I, I address it to him, so I can only imagine that he's like, couldn't you send these to somebody else, please? Because <laughs> carrying rocks out there can't be an easy chore. Um, and so, but yes, we are still sending rocks out there. Um, but I've got a load already that need to go, probably about another 10 yeah. from the most recent states. And so there will be 25 rocks from around the U.S., no, there's probably at least, yeah. There's yeah. more than that, but there'll be at least 25 from around the U.S. here in a yeah. couple of weeks, you know, from churches specifically sitting on the rock pile. That story has just had a life of its own, mm -hmm. and um, we're so so thrilled that we were able to just to talk that one up and, and, and share it, and uh, um, it's neat. It's become a rallying point, <clears throat> and so yes. it's just kind of a really neat connection point, so thank you, Seneca, and thank you, Seneca Church of God, yes. for allowing us to send yes. rocks to you and for sending them over to the rock pile. That's, that's and, not an easy chore, but thank you. And let's not let it get forgotten. No. Can't let it get forgotten again. No. No. And bring your kids. Take your kids. Yeah. I've had so many people write and want to know where it's at and whenever I share it. And so it's on the website. It's actually geotagged. And so if you go to the store, you can actually see the exact location of where it's at. Um, it's a little hard to get out there to it, but it's, it's an easy walk. Mm -hmm. um, 
and when I say hard, it's just a matter of knowing exactly where it's at and how to get how to get there in that that realm. Yeah. So, is there one more that's just kind of like stand out to you? Or? Um, <laughs> Joyce Kincaid. Hi, Joyce. What's up, Joyce? We love you. Um, she wants us to do this again, and she wants to know how we watched the old movie, The Long Long Trailer. Is that the one with Lucy? It is the one with Lucy, and it's been a long time. That's the one where they. I think that's the one where she picks up the rocks. Isn't yeah, it? I think so. It's been mentioned to us a couple of times, so yeah. we'll have to watch it again. Yeah, they, um, she, they're like traveling the U.S. with a with a trailer behind the car, yeah. and she's picking up rocks everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> she fills the whole coach full of full of rocks, and yeah. then it, it gets out of control, and it's rolling down the hill because <laughs> it's too heavy. And ours don't stay here, though. We send them back. So <laughs> yes. <laughs> so that's, that's so cool. Awesome. Um, cool. Let me share this with you, and I, I've shared this in one of the roadcasts, but I, I, I feel like it's pertinent, and it kind of ties into John what you asked earlier, um, as the plane goes flying overhead, <laughs> making noise. I tried so hard to make this with our microphones so that you could hear it better, <clears throat> and uh, it, with a trip to a guitar center, apparently didn't get what I needed, and so I apologize if the audio is not quite right, but uh, um, we'll get it fixed for the next one. I was in Nashville, well, right outside of Nashville, Tennessee, in Ashland City with Chris Moore and uh, Gateway, and uh, I was praying before service at the altar, and as I was praying, um, I was asking God, it's like, God, because it's rain, it's like, Lord, send the rain, and he sternly spoke to me and said, son, my people have been passionately, persistently asking me to send the rain. He said, but all along, I have been patiently waiting for them at a well. And I stopped on that and I began to weep because what, what I heard in that moment was we keep asking God to do something that he's already done. He's the one who promised in the last days I would open up the heavens and he would, he, he would pour out his spirit upon all flesh. And he never said that he would ever take that away. If the heavens are brass, it's not his fault. It's our fault. We can take that down. But we've been asking and saying, Lord, send the rain, send the rain, send the rain, because we're dry, we're dry, we're dry. Where's he at? He's waiting at a well. And just like that day that he was waiting for the woman at the well <coughs> outside of Samaria, and the, the, the lady came, she found somebody there that day unlike anybody that she had ever met and ended up drawing from him that living water that he offered her. And not only did it become life and hurt, it became life to the entire community. That's exactly the word that we all need to hear right now. Stop praying for God to send the rain. You and I are not living by seasons. He is waiting for us at a well. And so what do we need to do? We need to find that secret place where we go and we park ourselves next to him and just ask the Savior, Lord, let us take a drink from the deep waters. What did he call us? To be like trees planted by the water <clears throat> with our roots running down deep. You and I are never called to know a time where it's going to be dry. Never called to know a time where the water's not going to be there. I mean, even Elijah was maintained out in the desert there by a brook. And so I'm telling you, my friend, <clears throat> that you and I can find that spot with the Lord to where we can find ourselves with him at the well and draw from him. And when that becomes life inside of us, it'll become a life to those around us and we'll begin to see our communities touched. And so here's, here's our prayer for you. And I know there's so many needs, <clears throat> excuse me, so many needs um, that are that are represented, whether it's financial healing or whatever, the answer's in him. And so my prayer for you right now, and our prayer for you, 
is that you would find that time with the Lord, the secret place. The Bible says that he who dwells in the secret place shall abide beneath the shadow of the Almighty. And I pray that as you are drawn to that spot, parked by the well with our Savior, that there in that spot, that you would receive from him everything that you need, that you would abide in him and be refreshed in him. And there that change would not only affect you, but would touch and change your family and the community around you. So Lord, let that blessing fall upon us all. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for just letting us do this. This means a lot to us to be able to interact with so many of our friends. Um, please, uh, just keep watching on us. Uh, not because not because we're prideful or anything, but just because it's good to know that we're carrying our family and our friends along with us in the process. And it does. It means a lot to us. Mm -hmm. And so thank you. Anything you want to say? Uh, no, I was just gonna. I was just gonna mention the fact that there's lots of um, short videos that you've um, interviews and things with different pastors from our journey. If you haven't been able to see them on the Facebook, they're on the website. Yep. Um, the kids have a spot. You know, Ray's got her own little video blog, and she would say, she's way "Like and subscribe." Yeah, she's um, way behind. <laughs> she is way behind. But um, but uh, yeah. So there's um there's lots of content on the trailoffire.org. Um, Three videos in particular, the one with Pastor Caleb Cooper in Truth or Consequences, New Mexico. Um, also with Paul. They just finished their 33. They did. They just yeah. wrapped up all 33 counties. They blitzed the state. We talk about a church that's taken on their state for awakening. That's it. Yes. And then uh, Paul and Kim Owen in uh, uh, Phoenix, Arizona, at Fresh Start Church. They've been stewarding a move of God. We talked about that. And then one of my favorites, um, Chris Miyake and I, on the journey, the road to Ohana. And we did that on the road to Hana, which is one of the, the top 10 drives in the world. And so we were sitting down for some hooey hooey chicken. And uh, we talked about developing the culture of family inside of the church. And so three videos that have meant a lot to me. And uh, I think um, speak a lot to what we need to see happen in the church today. And so Caleb check Cooper those out. Just, Caleb Cooper just joined. Did he? Yeah. Caleb, I just gave a shout out to you. Yeah. And so. And it was his birthday yesterday. Happy birthday, Pastor happy Caleb. Happy birthday, Pastor Caleb. Also, <laughs> just to say, because we just talked about it, you just wrapped up your 33 counties. Awesome. This church in Truth or Consequences, New Mexico, New Hope Revival Church, Pastor Caleb Cooper, um, they have just attacked their state in prayer and have just segmented all 33 counties. They have now had. Um, a, a basically an awakening service in every single one of those counties visit out to every single one of them to connect and draw churches there's now hundreds of pastors and hundreds of churches all on the same page yeah. and all contending and so if you're wondering where's one of the hot spots that God's visiting Absolutely. New Mexico Absolutely. New Mexico without Absolutely. a doubt so love you guys. Love what's been taking place on the journey. If you didn't, if you got to this thing late, it'll be up on the on the Facebook page, and so you can go back and, and take a look. If there's some questions that you have, feel free to drop them on there. We will do this again, I promise. Yes. And so, um, until next time, we love you. And yes. so here we are from Spokane, Washington. And if you're ever around where we are, please come see us. We want to see you. <laughs> yes. Yes. So. We'll just say, we got nothing to do but sit around out here and and have coffee on nights like this, right? <laughs> Yeah, and that's like this. Yep, yeah. so love you.